millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting and informative episode of Red Pill News Live. Thank you for being here. I understand the president is talking. I, I thought he was going on at like 1.30 this afternoon, so I figured, no way, he's not going to still be speaking at 5, but we know POTUS. Captain Brad, are, are you, is that a uh, reference to the Weimar Republic? Weimar Precinct, Jackson County, Oregon? Anyways, either way, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Friday night, there was no show. I've had a couple of people ask me. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny had a medical emergency. She is currently recuperating. She will be on the show in the near future. I believe we're going to be shooting for um, mid-December. But either way. We've got a lot to discuss surrounding the Biden crime family, revelations of the exact method that money was transferred from the criminal actions of the Biden family crime unit directly into the coffers of Joseph Robinette Biden. We got a couple of updates on President Trump's various court cases. We've also got a World War III watch going on. And it looks like somebody is going to end up as Speaker of the House, but Lord knows who it's going to be at this point. So sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we will be right back after this. So it turns out the key to losing weight and keeping it off is not in carbs, it's not in fat, or even in probiotic-rich foods. No, you see, the end game of having a healthy weight, as well as a lot more energy and a long and healthy life 
comes down to a specific switch that you can flip in your body to flush out unnecessary calories. Now, Dr. Stephen Gundry is calling this caloric bypass. And by activating this specific process in your body, he's seen thousands, yes, thousands of people dramatically improve their health, even at age 50 and beyond. Now, this includes losing weight, getting tons more energy, and returning to the good health they had in their youth once they simply addressed the one key to better health. Not only that, but this is actually associated with improved digestion, strong feeling joints and muscles, smoother skin, and healthier lives, meaning it could be the key to a happy life. Dr. Stephen Gundry has lost 70 pounds himself using his research, and he's kept the weight off for over 20 years and counting. His digestive issues are gone, his health is fantastic, and he feels younger and healthier today than he did in his 40s. His video has been watched by over 20 million people to date, and you can watch and learn more about it at thehealthyfat.com forward slash Zach. It's linked at the bottom of this video at the top of the description, and he'll teach you exactly how he's kept this weight off for free if you just go and watch the free video at thehealthyfat.com forward slash Zach. Once again, click the link in the description below this video, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back. Here we are. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. I sincerely appreciate it. We've got a lot of interesting things to talk about. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. If you were able to join us on Saturday night, you would have seen my guest, Dr. Michael Schwartz. He is the author of Fauci's Fiction. Uh, Fauci's Fiction is an apolitical look at the science behind the COVID-19 pandemic and the way that the government and the medical community lied to us. Uh, now, some people, I think, took issue with the fact that, uh, that that Mike didn't go down that political road or make a whole bunch of summary judgments. He just wanted to get the facts out in the best way that he could because his goal was to try to reach as many people as possible. His second book, which will be political, is going to include some spicy meatballs let me tell you, <clears throat> because we were able to educate Mike as much as Mike was able to educate us. Uh, there was a question um, from a number of people, but Fredo, I remember specifically asking about the dangers of shedding. And Mike said, well, yeah, I don't think that would be a problem. You know, I mean, we're talking about dead virus. But he actually went and spoke with a molecular biologist who is a friend of him in the medical community, the medical research community. And he found out that, well, wouldn't you know it? Son of a gun. It actually is a danger. And it's something that we all need to be on the lookout for. So he is going to be including that in his next book. I thought that was really cool as a direct result of coming on my show, hanging out with you guys. He was able to get some information about stuff he'd never learned. I also had an opportunity to inform him about the relationship relationship with Hunter Biden, Metabiota, Ukraine, and the Defense Threat Reduction Agency and their grants given to study COVID-19 at least three months before it was even publicly known about. Hmm, That one is a difficult one to dismiss, and I love it when people who have no idea about how deep and insidious this problem is can take away some information that they're hopefully going to be able to learn uh, and use in the future to red pill additional people. So Dr. Mike is going to be able to write a spectacular second volume of this series, and uh, largely it's due in part to you guys, the audience. So thank you very much for being here, and thank you for continuing to help me in my mission to wake up as many people as possible. So let's do a little bit more housekeeping. I want to go back to something that we spoke about the other day. 
And that is the concept of Joseph Robinette Biden. I, I, I just have to say, I'm only bringing this up because I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, if, in case I have to remind anybody what we are doing on this program, I mean, because it is my program, uh, it is definitely a whole lot of facts and, and things that I can prove. But I mean, in the absence of, of hard evidence and sauce, of course, it's going to be my opinion. And I said that my opinion was that Joseph Biden is not a clone and he's not wearing a mask or anything like that. <clears throat> but we're talking about from my perspective, is somebody who's had a lot of plastic surgery over the years, uh, and he's somebody who has uh, essentially begun to degrade as a result of all of the procedures that he's had. Now, if you believe Joseph Biden's a clone, I don't care. Like, that's that's neither here nor there. It's not my opinion, and I don't begrudge you the right to have your own opinion. You can go ahead and have that all day. Um, but the reason that I believe that is because, I, you know, I've studied the concept of whether or not this would be the same person. Person. I know that at times definitely there are body doubles that politicians use. So certainly sometimes you're going to see pictures of those. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm looking at this man on the left, which is young Joe Biden, and this man on the right, which is old Joe Biden. Uh, this man on the left has got hair plugs. This man on the right has hair plugs as well. Uh, this man on the right has uh, a, a certain hairline, which we can see <clears throat> on the other one as well. And then there are also certain characteristics to his ears. Now, of course, this younger man, his uh, ears sit a little bit higher. Uh, but as we age, our skin begins to fall. As you may have known from seeing my show for the last couple of years, collagen production is a huge issue. When collagen production goes down, our skin begins to sag. It looks bad. Uh, also, he's seemed to have had a number of different dental procedures. Take a look at his teeth right here. Uh, and uh, there is a unique spacing to the teeth. Here is a more recent picture of Joe Biden, and the spacing seems to be just a little bit tighter. There are more teeth in there, and they're also a different shape. Rather than having the traditional kind of angled shape to the teeth, uh, they now have uh, a more of a uniform straight up and down. Uh, and, you know, the, the the list goes on and on. But having looked at many pictures of Joe Biden over the years, I've just made the educated guess <clears throat> that Joe Biden has had a lot of plastic surgery. A couple of people in the chat were like, you know, you don't know. How can you know whether or not Joe Biden's a clone? And, and the truth of the matter is, and I have no problem admitting this, I don't. It's just an educated guess. But the same could be said for anybody telling me that I'm wrong, that Joe Biden isn't a clone. So, again, I just want to create a space where all people with a variety of different opinions and beliefs can come together and perhaps we can educate each other. It doesn't mean we have to be enemies because we don't agree on something so trivial at the end of the day. Here is a photograph on the left of Joe Biden towards the end of the Biden, or the, the Obama administration. Here he is during the 2020 campaign season. Now, if we take a closer look, we can see something that I was talking about last week, and that is what is clearly a surgical scar right here at the point where a facelift would be given and your skin would be pulled back. Now, you can see that scar extends down. Uh, looks like it's perhaps uh, 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 had some of his face connected to a, a portion of his earlobe, and the scar continues up and around all the way around the ear. Now, there also appears to be 
uh, some more scarring on the other side, which is exactly what you would expect to see if you're looking at a person who had a facelift. This side, uh, the earlobe has been attached even more dramatically to the face, and you can see that scar extends out here. So perhaps he even had uh, some skin taken out right here and had that jaw, the jowl line pulled up as well. I've also seen some other photos which uh, appear to look like Joe Biden has uh, some sort of surgical scars on his neck and uh, some other places as well. But I will also point out that I mentioned hair plugs. Uh, you also have uh, may have noticed this kind of odd way that Joe Biden's hairline is on the back of his head. Uh, you can see that the hair does not grow from the back of his neck at the base of his skull. Uh, and as a result, to cover that up, he grows his hair long so that it covers it and kind of shrouds it. Well, the reason that happens is because that's the area where they take donation sites to install hair plugs up at the front of your scalp. Uh, that would also be the same place that they would take a hair flap that they would then install there. There's a couple of different ways you can do uh, hair transplant procedures. Uh, but if you take a look at other areas of Joe Biden's face, you know, it definitely looks like uh, it's quite likely he's had some additional procedures in other places. And I realize Joe Biden looks uh, dramatically different. Uh, but, you know, I tend to subscribe to Occam razor most often. Uh, that me- that being that the simplest explanation is often correct. Doesn't mean it always is, but that's just uh, the point of view that I take, and uh, I leave my mind open to be educated or have it changed to look at things in a different way. So there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> this is too much information. Joe is a puppet. Joe is definitely a puppet. Uh, but either way, uh, sorry, Janet. I, I just I felt like I had to bring it up because of what was being said in the comment section. OK, so let's actually get into the news at this point. Vector, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I'm uh, glad that you are here. And I hope that you're having a beautiful, sunny morning there in Australia. You are actually viewing this video from the future. So you're watching into the past. Uh, This is an interesting concept to consider uh, because of the way time works. And uh, I wonder if perhaps you being in the future, you could give us some information that we might be able to use here in the past perhaps to make a lot of money down there in Australia. All right, so a couple of updates on the criminal actions that President Trump is facing right now. Last week, I reported that Judge Tanya Chutkin had placed a gag order on President Trump. Well, uh, just at the end of last week, over the weekend, she actually paused that gag order. Uh, so she agreed to temporarily pause this gag order in the January 6th case that President Trump is facing in Washington, D.C. Uh, and that's because both Trump and Jack Smith have submitted appeal briefs. So obviously Trump wants to get this gag order thrown out. Jack Smith wants to keep the gag order in place. Uh, on Monday, that's when she initially place that gag order in place. And it was, you know, fairly wide reaching. I think that its uh, sole intention was to stop President Trump from being able to speak about this case. And according to that gag order, Trump can't criticize Jack Smith. He can't write about him on Truth Social, can't talk about him in person, uh, also can't talk about any of the other prosecutors who were involved and certainly not going to be able to talk about the judge either, even if it is a true statement. If the judge or Jack Smith deems it to be something derogatory, 
then they're going to use what's in that gag order to place Trump either in jail or to give him a large monetary fine. And of course, this is so unfair because the prosecutors that are working under Jack Smith and the people in the DOJ, they have been leaking things this entire time. Uh, They've been uh, threatening witnesses. They've also been threatening other possible defendants, uh, essentially telling them that if they don't turn on President Trump, then they're going to get the book thrown at them. And perhaps it will be them that ends up spending the rest of their life in jail. President Trump, as an American citizen, and certainly as a, a candidate for the presidency and a former president, he should have the utmost leeway to uh, defend himself in public and to discuss the very unfair things that are being done to him. <clears throat> So the lawyers for President Trump specifically called out Jack Smith uh, for speculating social media posts about Mike Pence, Mark Milley, Bill Barr, and others in his reason to gag President Trump. Uh, These are extremely high-level figures, people who have voluntarily entered the public arena. And as a result of that, when you are a public person, you give up that right to a certain amount of privacy. So you invite the conversation from the public. You invite that public debate. And also when these people openly criticize President Trump, President Trump as a public person, as as somebody who should have the right to defend himself, he should be able to respond to that stuff. Should be able to put it out there on Twitter or Truth Social or say it in public, wherever it might be. So it's absolutely unfair for President Trump to be gagged on this issue. So Jack Smith has until 25th of October, which is just a couple of days from now, to file any opposition. Apparently, he has done that. And uh, at this point, President Trump is kind of in this holding pattern. So the good news is that if he does talk about anybody in this case, he's not going to be penalized for it. Now, the same cannot be said for the case that he is currently having to deal with, a civil case in Judge Gorin's court in New York. Uh, he was just fined $5,000 for violating the gag order in that court. And of course, Judge Ngorin, who is that creep that was mean mugging for the camera on the first day of court, has warned President Trump not once but twice that he could possibly go to jail if he continues to flaunt the stipulations of that gag order. So he's been fined $5,000 on Friday for violating this gag order against Letitia James and her very unfair Marxist-style court. Uh, she has, of course, been seeking $250,000 in damages, although you can't point to a single victim in any business that President Trump ever engaged in, perhaps except for the Trump families themselves. I mean, I would say that they've been victimized. They've had the entirety of this corrupt deep state machine thrown at them. And the state of New York is trying to destroy their companies. Earlier this month, with this gag order put in place by Judge Ngorin, he had threatened President Trump with serious sanctions if he violated this gag order, and that could include up to 30 days in jail. So a couple of weeks ago, President Trump had lashed out at Judge Ngorin's law clerk because she had been photographed with far-left Senator Chuck Schumer. You saw what was said, what was just put out about Schumer and the political clerk. That is disgraceful, President Trump said. So earlier on Friday, Ngorin had threatened President Trump once more uh, after his campaign had failed to remove a social media post about the judge's clerk. Here she is. This is not a private image. This is a public image. It was published on the Internet. 
President Trump just reshared it and added a little bit of context. So he had, uh, in fact, decided that because that social media post wasn't removed, because he had warned President Trump about possibly going to jail if he didn't decide to remove it, that, in fact, he was just going to charge President Trump $5,000 for violating his own free speech, which is just absolutely incredible. But this is Joe Biden's America that we're living in right now. So uh, we have another situation currently brewing in Colorado where Democrats are working to try to make sure President Trump is unable to get onto the 2024 Colorado ballot. So this went before a judge and they could have chosen to throw it out. However, the judge is allowing this challenge to continue. And it is a possibility that in Colorado, President Trump may not be able to be on the ballot. Now, that isn't necessarily a game ender, but of course, we need every single electoral college vote that we can possibly get. Hello, TZ. Good to see you, buddy. Oh, yes, you guys. I need to show you our lemons. Lisa just reminded me. Honey, I only have the one lemon. Ah, shoot. Hold on just a second. Let me... uh, Let me turn that off and let me change to, oops, go to that, go to that, and, and, okay, there it is. Can you guys see that? (laughs) No, you can't. Oh, Lord. Okay. Hold on. There it is. Check out our lemons. They are almost ready to be picked. We've got probably, I don't know, honey, how many are on there? Maybe 50 lemons. These are the biggest Meyer lemons I've ever seen. I've been fertilizing the heck out of this thing. I mean, as appropriate. But uh, I've taken really good care of this lemon tree. And, um, yeah, these are, these are big. These are bigger than oranges. I mean, they don't have that typical lemon shape, you know, the kind of eye lemon shape, but, uh, pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. I'm, uh, I'm happy with them. Okay. Let's get back to the news. Um, I will uh, also share some other retrospective pictures on Telegram later. Free the nipples. Unfortunately, we do not uh, drink here. So you go ahead and have the tequila shots and uh, we'll just suck on the lemon peels, I guess. Wait a second. What's going on with Getter? Why is my live stream not working? Oh, now it is. How do I open it up? (sighs) Wow. I don't know what the deal is. Hey, Cassandra Rumble is now a monthly supporter. Look at that. I appreciate you, Cassandra. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, let me hang on just a second. Why? Ugh, forget it. Sorry. If you guys are over there on Getter and you're watching, I'm sorry. I don't know why it, uh, I don't know why it shut down, but, um, okay. So the thing about what's happening in Colorado is the judge that's overseeing this case is of course a Democrat and the, um, legal argument they're using to try to block president Trump from being on the ballot, uh, is a citation from the 14th amendment. So the legal theories surrounding this argument are based on section three of the constitution's 14th amendment, which states that public officials who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States may be disqualified from public office. What do you think the chances are that the powers that be 
have been thinking about this as a game plan to get President Trump out of office and keep him out of office because they were very quick to use the term insurrection, uh, insurrection on January 6th. It was an insurrection at the Capitol, and they laid all of the blame at President Trump's feet. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't matter how many times MSNBC or Morning Joe or Mika, Joy Reid or any of the idiots on The View, it doesn't matter how many times they say President Trump uh, basically started an insurrection. He has not been charged with engaging in insurrection. He has not been charged with any sort of rebellion against the United States of America. Let me remind those libtards that President Trump was the president of the United States of America at the time that he spoke in Washington, D.C., there's nothing more natural than the president of a nation addressing the people who voted for him from the capital of that nation. So to think that President Trump attempted to defraud or rebel or insurrect against the U.S., it's poppycock. So Colorado District Judge Sarah Wallace ruled against President Trump on Friday for the third time. She's going to be allowing this lawsuit to proceed. If President Trump's other pending motion to toss the case gets rejected, then we're looking at a trial on October 30th. So we're going to have yet another sort of trial against President Trump all at the same time. So Wallace ripped into President Trump's arguments against the lawsuit. If the party, without any oversight, can choose its preferred candidate, then it could theoretically nominate anyone regardless of their age, citizenship, or residency. No, no, because those things are definitely laid out in the Constitution. The 14th Amendment was specifically put in in place, if I'm not mistaken, to stop uh, people who were like leaders in the South uh, who engaged in the Civil War uh, to not become president of the United States. They wanted those people to die off so that there wouldn't be some, you know, South rising again and uh, basically throwing the country into chaos. I mean, I'm sure that was the uh, the 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 idea that they had at the time. But she continued, such an interpretation is absurd. The Constitution and its requirements for eligibility are not suggestions left to the political parties to determine at their sole discretion. No one is claiming they are, Judge Wallace. President Trump is just claiming that the argument being used to try to keep him off the ballot in this instance is faulty. It's flawed at best. So the Trump campaign, of course, had to speak out after this ruling from a Democrat judge. She is going against the clear weight of legal authority. We are confident the rule of law will prevail and this decision will be reversed, whether at the Colorado Supreme Court or at the U.S. Supreme Court, a Trump spokesperson said. To keep the leading candidate for president of the United States off the ballot is simply wrong and un-American. I I would argue that it is uh, very much in line with the sort of lawlessness we have in the United States today. It's definitely not American in terms of the history of our nation. But unfortunately, they have changed this country to such a degree that something like this It just appears to be another Tuesday afternoon. So this flurry of rulings late Friday from Wallace are uh, intended to blow up President Trump's possibilities of getting on the ballot in Colorado. And, of course, overall, the possibility of him once again becoming president of the United States. Now, CNN 
quoted this decision from the judge and said that, oh, this challenge to his candidacy is coming from his role in the January 6th, 2021 insurrection. What about the insurrection that was just uh, this past week when uh, both Jews and Muslims against the actions of the Israeli government in Gaza Uh, They stormed not only the House, but they also stormed the Senate. They disrupted proceedings. And that right there is what many of these people in these January 6th cases are accused of. There's a liberal watchdog group called Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. That is a, a totally mismatched series of words, if I ever heard one. Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Uh, that's not what these people are about, because they're the ones who filed this Colorado case. They filed it on behalf of six Republican and unaffiliated voters. That's the thing. These people also are not Republicans. They would be rhinos. So, we're looking at the October 30th date as a possible start. This was a 24-page ruling, so Judge Wallace took the time to reject many of President Trump's arguments, saying that the case, of course, is procedurally flawed and should not be allowed to proceed. She said the key question of whether Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold has the power to block Trump from the ballot based on the 14th Amendment is a pivotal issue and one best reserved for trial. So at the end of the day, this is going to lay this power in the hands of one person, and it's going to set a dangerous precedent across the country. Because if you have a George Soros bought and paid for Secretary of State, as they do in Colorado with uh, Jenna Griswold, they're going to give her the power, the unique and ultimate authority to stop the most popular individual in the country from being able to be on the ballot so that people who support him won't even be able to vote for him. It's a travesty of justice at the highest order. I think that it will definitely be overturned ultimately by the state Supreme Court or the U.S. Supreme Court. But this is going to be currently at the moment decided by a uh, a district judge and i'm sure that judge wallace who is probably you know kneeling at the altar of wokeism along with jenna griswold uh, she's going to find against president trump i think that ultimately this will be taken care of but that doesn't mean they can't do a lot of damage in the meantime and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be speaking out against it as it's currently going on if i was a resident of colorado i would be so angry Because what they are truly doing is election interference. They are removing the ability for the people of Colorado to choose their candidates and their leaders. That's extremely important, and it's something that I feel like we should not be willing to just allow to slide. So did anybody here happen to watch Joe Biden's speech from the Oval Office on Thursday? I know I didn't. And more people watched a rerun of The Apprentice than actually tuned in live to watch Joe Biden speak. Uh, It was a typical sort of Biden uh, uh, get together through and through. Uh, This is where he announced the one hundred billion dollars in aid. Uh, He's tying aid to Ukraine to Israel. So you got to support both of them. Otherwise, you're not you're not black. Right. Uh, And. He also managed to compare Russia to Hamas, which is a bit of a stretch, considering, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have nothing in common, really. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't see it. Anyways, uh, we know that if a hundred billion more dollars ends up in the hands of Hamas or ends up in the hands of Israel, I mean, very little of it is going to go to actually solve any of the problems that we have there. But Joe Biden had a really difficult time, uh, reading the teleprompter this weekend. Let's go ahead and, uh, take a look at the clip. Mm-hmm. a NATO ally. We will defend every inch of NATO which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. Beyond Europe... I thought... I thought. I don't know. What about, what about Hamas? Uh, what about fighting in the Middle East? Because... Mm, I hate to tell you guys... Um, but uh, unfortunately, right now, we've got a, uh, a bunch of troops, over 12,000 U.S. troops on 10 warships heading to the Middle East right now as we speak. We're going to hear all about this on the other side of the break. I'll be right back after this. Got to pay some bills. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been made manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back. Thank you for sticking around. So, uh, we have these 10 warships with 12,000 U.S. troops on their way to the Middle East. This is, of course, after initially they told us that, well, we weren't going to be sending any troops. And then we got word that 2,000 Marines had been activated. Well, as the tensions continue to escalate, we are now seeing 12,000 personnel from both the U.S. Navy and the Marine Corps aboard these 10 warships either on their way or they may already be there. This is coming from data supplied by the U.S. Navy. On Saturday, uh, the man posing as the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, had announced a series of actions aimed at bolstering the United States military present in the Middle East because everybody knows they love a good war in the sandbox. We also apparently learned that DOD uh, professionals, which would be like generals and the war con or the neocon warhawks actually went to Israel and consulted with the IDF on what the best way to go in and uh, do a ground assault on Hamas would be. 
The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group has been redirected to the CENTCOM area of responsibility. So this is going to, in addition to the Navy's largest and most advanced nuclear aircraft, uh, that includes the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group. They're currently operating in the eastern Mediterranean Sea. But the Eisenhower now joins the earlier dispatched Ford, which is elevating the total tally of American warships in the region to 10. Uh, the Gerald Ford has over 4,500 soldiers, sailors on board, accompanied by five other ships that are carrying over 1,600 additional service members. And the aircraft carrier USS Dwight D. Eisenhower has 5,000 service members aboard with three accompanying ships that are carrying another 1,000. That's in addition to that 2,000 that were already on their way. Uh, so this order was issued just a few days after the Special Operations Marine Corps unit had gotten their orders to deploy as a result of the tensions taking place there. Uh, this is obviously not good for world peace pushes us ever closer to World War III on a daily basis. But even more than that, it leaves the United States open for attacks here at home. And as we've been talking about for a very long time, the wide-open, porous southern border has allowed for millions of undocumented aliens to make their way into the United States of America. Many of them were met at the border by members of our own federal government, they were placed on planes and shipped all throughout the country. Now, among the many, many more that never actually spoke to anybody else, well, that, my friends, is where the real danger lies. And uh, even though we've been sounding the alarm on the possibility of terror attacks taking place inside the U.S. of A., the federal government is now finally getting on board. They are warning about potential infiltration of Hamas. Palestinian, Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah, all at the United States border. And when you've got millions of military-aged men with vaguely brown skin and complexions coming through that border, unless you actually speak with them and ask them what their country of origin is, you're not going to know. And even if they are a member of Hezbollah or Islamic Jihad or Hamas, who's to say that they're going to freaking tell you? They could just as easily say Guatemala. Okay, I, I'm from Guatemala. I'm I'm going to Philly. Uh, they don't have to tell you exactly who they are. And uh, dollars to donuts, they're not going to be carrying identification either. So unless you already know them to be a terrorist and then you actually speak with them, well, uh, then uh, you're shit out of luck. Uh, sorry for the language, but. Uh, all I can say is these people are probably going to these massively overrun Democrat cities where services are handed out uh, like uh, like candy at uh, at an elementary school. So federal officials sounded the alarm earlier uh, on the potential infiltration of members of these various terrorist groups. This was in an internal memo, memo that was distributed on October 20th, and it was uh, supplied to the Daily Caller. Uh, the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of the Customs and Border Protection sent this memo warning about potential encounters with members linked to these various terrorist organizations at the southern U.S. border. 
Parker. San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit assesses that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel-Hamas conflict may attempt travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via circuitous transit across the southwestern border. Foreign fighters motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to or from the U.S., to or from countries in the Middle East through Mexico. Well, when you leave the southern border wide ass open and then you tell people to just come here, what do you expect? Now, I also want to say that just because we've got terrorists coming through the border doesn't mean that they are acting of their own volition. The Central Intelligence Agency would absolutely love the possibility of allowing sleeper cells to exist, set up camp right here in the United States, so that when the time comes, they can just activate them at a moment's notice, set off mass panic, and then, of course, the deep state would be able to take as many of our our civil rights as we have left. Uh, They could very, very quickly shut the country down. You know, look at how easily they shut everything down when they told people that there was a pandemic. Everyone was scared. People stayed home, you know, two weeks to stop the spread. And then that turned into, you know, eight months or or more. Uh, and, And they were able to convince people of a lot. Now, I think that in that intervening time, people have woken up to a much greater degree. But there is a big difference between lying to us about a potential pandemic uh, and then actual terrorists here in the country uh, who are willing to blow up targets in major metropolitan areas. And even worse than that, they could, they could do pretty much anything that they want. So this is a copy of that San Diego field office internal memo. Not sure exactly where it came from. I, I would, if I had hazard a guess, I would say somebody working for CBP probably got a picture of it on their phone. That's what it looks like. And then they sent it off to the Daily Caller. Uh, now, of course, uh, this is interesting uh, because we have a really divided nation right now. Uh, we've got uh, ultra leftists in Congress, people like Jamal Bowman and, uh, of course, Rashida Talab. And uh, who's the one, the, the brother lover from Minnesota? I'm sorry. Her name is escaping me right now. But. They're all talking about letting Palestinian refugees in. What was it? Uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley even suggested, oh, we need to let Palestinian. No, we don't. America is full. We don't need to let anybody else in here. We can't take care of the people we got now. We can't take care of all of the illegals that are already here. The country is at the breaking point. And if you just continue to allow unvetted unvetted, violent, military-aged men into this country, people who hate America, oftentimes with legitimate reasons because of the things we've done to their nations, uh, then we're going to have a very, very bad situation. Now, FBI Director Christopher Wray issued a dire warning about this. Before I get into some of the specific ways we're doing that work together, I want to take a moment to offer my heartfelt condolences to the people of Israel and share the outrage that I know we all feel at the sheer brutality and disregard for innocent lives there. If only, Director Ray, it looks like something like 50% of the nation, uh, at least, might be siding with Hamas and think that this is uh, actually a good thing. 
I don't know how you could justify uh, the murder of innocents on either side. I mean, it's just it baffles my mind. But history has always been witness to anti-Semitic and other forms of violent extremism for far too long. Why can't they just say violent extremism? You know, it's always got to set anti-Semitism apart. Like, you know, hatred across the board, uh, killing people based upon their race or the color of their skin or their religion. None of it is acceptable. Let's just get over, like, separating everybody into groups. We got humanity, and then we got the Death Eaters, the Death Eaters, the, the reptilians of the deep state. That's what we need to separate as. But whether that be from foreign terrorist organizations or those inspired by them or domestic violent extremists motivated by their own racial animus, the targeting of a community because of their faith is totally unacceptable. Ray indicated that there has been a significant uptick in reported threats following the attacks, cautioning the public to remain vigilant. For lone actors, lone wolves. The only thing that's good about this that I can see is that maybe they might take a little bit of that pressure off of trying to find ways to arrest Trump supporters by calling them domestic violent extremists. Turns out we've got plenty of violent extremists here, maybe operating domestically. Only thing is that they are foreign aliens. Uh, so this is just a, 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 a fair warning to keep your eyes open. And make sure that uh, you are protected at all times. Uh, I hope that you guys all have your... Uh yes, illegals will be used by CIA Mossad as cover for false flags. Don't fall for it. Yes, that, that's why I brought that up right at the very beginning. Uh, because I, I have a really hard time believing that there's much of anything that's organic nowadays. The CIA and, yes, of course, Mossad, they would absolutely love to set off another 9-11-style attack here in the United States because then, of course, they believe that everyone in the United States would suddenly come together once more against Islamic extremism. We've got all kinds of extremists, but generally speaking, I think that they're working on behalf of intelligence agencies. So, yeah, uh, everything is an op at this point. Except for Mitch McConnell. I, I don't think that Mitch McConnell has much going on upstairs, but he did appear on Face the Nation over the weekend, and he claims he's in good shape. He's completely recovered after he had a series of what appeared to be minor strokes on camera uh, where he froze. He forgot where he was. He couldn't speak, but he said, I'm in good shape. Completely recovered and back on the job. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Let's go ahead and take a look at the clip. People wonder about your health. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm completely recovered and uh, just fine. Uh, you and your office. Hold on. you see his face? I feel like. I feel like they had him answer that question and um, and and it maybe there was a gap in between there. Like they had to cut some dead air out. Hold, on, hold on. Oh, come on. To Twitter. share and disclose. <laughs> that did not seem natural. People wonder about your health. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm completely recovered and uh, just fine. Recovered from what? Like they've they've not told us allegedly what happened to him. I mean, I can I can tell you from my own personal experience, something like that's not normal. Like, you guys, if <laughs> if uh, if if like your mom or your dad or like one of your friends 
uh, was like just stand like you stood up for a toast at a wedding. And then, like, mid-speech, you just trailed off. You just kind of started looking around, looking around, and, like, where am I? Like, you you would be concerned. <laughs> You'd want to get to the bottom of it. Uh, you and your office felt the need to, to share and disclose some of the details about your health because of some of these public incidents. And the doctor here said there was no evidence of Parkinson's disease or a stroke or, or a seizure. Okay, but he fell and hit his head, like, on a number of occasions. If I'm not mistaken, like, that precipitated all of this. So you notice that they don't mention any sort of a brain injury or or an aneurysm, which, you know, is something that could be totally possible. Um, And I wonder, is there anything the public should know that wasn't disclosed? Uh, I've been using a lot of cocaine to stay on top of it. I'm in good shape. Completely recovered and back on the job. That's exactly what he said before. Did they did they take did they take that isolated line, zoom in on him, and then they just used it twice? Does that mean that you think you are able to continue serving and you want to continue serving here at a time when we are talking about incredible dysfunction in Washington? I think we ought to be talking about what we were talking about earlier rather than my health. People wonder. Well, here's the problem, Mitch. America thinks we ought to be talking about your health. And just for posterity's sake, let's watch one of these incidents because this was great. What am I talking about? What? What am I talking about? Oh. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. <laughs> Look at him clutching that lectern. He, he, he would fall over otherwise. Okay. <laughs> like he's going to talk and then he question. forgets. Please speak up. What am I talking about? No, you you should not run again, Mitch. You should definitely not run again. Let's see. I think this is. Um... I think it's an inadequate explanation to say this is dehydration. And let, let me also say. Uh, Senator Rand Paul is a medical doctor. So if anyone would have inside baseball on how serious something this would be, I'd, I'd give it to Rand. I practiced medicine for 25 years, and it doesn't look like dehydration to me. It looks like a focal neurologic event. That doesn't mean it's incapacitating, doesn't mean he can't serve, but it means that somebody ought to wake up and say, wow, this looks like a seizure. Yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit more serious than what they're trying to play it off. But again, this is the beauty of the Internet. This is why it's so great that we have this speed of information and so many astute people like yourselves keeping an eye out, watching for this type of stuff happening. Now, one of the main concerns that I've heard people voicing about RFK Jr. running as an independent is the the belief that he might siphon votes away from Donald Trump. Well, 
I think you can go ahead and put that fear to rest because he announced over the weekend that he supports reparations for black Americans. Uh, this, my friends, in my opinion, uh, is one of those viewpoints that is truly a non-starter. I think that reparations for any group of people is completely ridiculous. This is a Democrat talking point. And anytime one of them says reparations now, people's eyes just glaze over. So anybody who might have been considering RFK Jr. as a possible pick, I would hope after hearing this, they're going to feel that that's just like a little bit less likely. Uh, So... The idea of making up for slavery by giving reparations, I think, is a flawed premise from the very beginning. Because let's be honest here. Uh, white people were slaves. Irish were slaves. Black people were slaves. Uh, you had uh, people <clears throat> who were uh, sold into slavery in Libya not that long ago because Hillary Clinton and her State Department uh, went and killed Muammar Gaddafi. Uh, so which generation of slaves are we talking about? Even if we're talking about the slaves that were living here in America before the Civil War, um, black people also owned slaves. So if we can trace back a family of black people who were slaves at one time, gained their freedom – and then were allowed themselves to buy and uh, and use slaves for their own labor, should they also get reparations? And how angry do you think they would be if they came to find out expecting that they were going to get some multi-million dollar payout for their suffering and victimhood uh, if they learned that, well, actually, your ancestors owned slaves as well, so that disqualifies you from getting reparations? See – At the end of the day, this is a fruitless argument because no one is ever going to get a payment for reparations. At the time of the Emancipation Proclamation, they couldn't even give out the 40 acres and a mule. And it was a much smaller population at that time. So this to me is a total just it's it's a talking point that's designed to draw in the most bleeding hearts out there on the left, Uh, the people who perhaps are Democrat and uh, don't want to vote for Joe Biden, they would vote for RFK. Oh, well, looks like he's willing to alleviate my white guilt. Let's go ahead and vote for him. And that will be a good thing once again for Donald Trump, because the conservatives out there who definitely are supporting Trump, they they look at this and they say reparations, get, get the F out of here. You know, don't be stupid. Uh, and then there are the uh, Republicans who maybe didn't know if they should support President Trump. And they'll say, what, reparations? <laughs> OK, there's no way I'm voting for somebody who supports reparations. I mean, civil rights is one thing. Everybody should have rights. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive 
radioactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Right? Uh, we have inalienable rights, inalienable rights that are given to us by God, bestowed upon us. And, and, and we all have the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And when we take away those rights from somebody else, that should be a criminal action. Well, the government is now in the habit of taking those rights away from us and making empty promises in the form of things like reparations. So not going to happen. You're not voting for RFK Jr. Any self-respecting, conservative, America first, MAGA person who's watching this program, you're going to be voting for Donald Trump. And so that's all we got to worry about. And, oh gosh, this was an interesting story I saw come across the wires today. If I can only get it to open up, uh, there was a Alaskan Airlines flight, an Alaskan Airlines flight uh, that almost went down. Uh, it turns out it was actually an off-duty pilot who was riding in the jump seat. Uh, he's being charged with attempted murder, and that's attempted murder of every single person who was on that flight because he tried to take control of the plane and then shut the engines down mid-flight. Now, you might remember Alaska Airlines uh, af- uh, from the event that took place with um, – 
the Sky King a couple of years ago. He was flying that Q400, uh, Rich something or other. I can't remember his name, but he he allegedly flew that flight without any flight experience uh, and did some very, very difficult maneuvers in the sky and then took it down on an island, a I think it might have been Whidbey Island. It's been a while since I've uh, done any research on this guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, pretty insane to think that a pilot would try to kill everybody on board. So uh, this was a flight that was diverted to Portland on Sunday night. At the time, they just said it was a credible security threat, and it was related to a person who had been authorized to be in the cockpit. Uh, and uh, turns out it was a, a, a an occupant sitting in the flight deck jump seat. He was probably getting a ride uh, maybe home, or he was going to uh, fly another flight someplace else. Who knows? But uh, the airline said on October 22nd, Alaska Airlines Flight 2059, operated by Horizon Air from Everett, Washington to San Francisco, reported a credible security threat related to an authorized occupant in the flight deck jump seat. It turns out this man who posed a security threat was an off-duty pilot. The two pilots in the cockpit immediately jumped into action. They neutralized the threat and removed the man from the cockpit. Joseph David Emerson, 44, was arrested and charged with attempted murder after he tried to shut off the engines mid-flight. That's going to be 83 counts of attempted murder, also 83 counts of reckless endangerment, and a count of endangering an aircraft. This is not the kind of thing that the FAA or the FBI or anybody really takes very lightly. Alaskan Airlines also said the jump seat occupant unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines. The Horizon captain and the first officer quickly responded, Engine power was not lost, and the crew secured the aircraft without incident. Uh, and this was true. That part was repeated already. So uh, after landing, Joseph David Emerson, 44, was arrested uh, by the Port of Portland police, and then he was booked. Ooh, we've got booking records. Let's take a look at him. Hopefully nobody here knows him. <clears throat> ah, we don't have a uh, – we don't have a uh, an image. We don't have a, a, a mug shot. Shucks. I was hoping we'd have a mug shot. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and do a quick search for Joseph David Emerson. See if we can find a photo. Aha! Who is Joseph Emerson? Man, not that much information about him. <clears throat> He's a dude <laughs> playing a dude <laughs> disguised as another dude. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah, here he is. Wow. You know, I mean, he's 44. He's younger than me. Why the heck would he do this? Here he is playing a ukulele in the cockpit. Wow. Nice guy. Nice guy. Ah, we have some tweets from him. At Jos Jofus David. Okay, hold on. Maybe he tweeted, live tweeted. Joe, hold on. J O P H U S David. J O P H U S David. Hmm. Huh? I support Alaskan Airlines pilots, just not the passengers. 
<laughs> oh, look at this. December 2020. The future of air travel remains highly depressed. Immediate relief for the airline industry is critical. He <clears throat> ooh, he, he tags a bunch of um, a bunch. Well, Speaker Pelosi, Senate Majority Leader, that would have been McConnell at the time. Representative Paul Sanyer, he's a California Democrat. And, of course, the White House at that time. Uh, thousands of pilots have been furloughed. Yeah, Senator Kamala Harris, payroll support program. My immediate fear was that they were going to try to say he was some sort of domestic violent extremist uh, having a connection to uh, President Trump or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just going to have to wait to see if we get some more detailed information about Joseph, but it looks like he's not a Republican, which is good. Oh, you guys wanted to see the picture bigger? History. Reopen last close tab. All right. Here is the photograph. Anybody here from uh, from the area think they might know him? I mean, he looks like a nice guy. Doesn't look like a psychopath or anything like that. Barely tweeted anything. All right. Hopefully that was long enough. Let's go ahead and move on. I thought this was some really good news. And somebody was angry at me the other day on the comment section. They were like, damn it, don't you ever have any good news? I oftentimes think that there's good news. And, you know, the way I react to news, I know, is perhaps going to be different from the way that somebody else reacts to news. Um, But I choose not to look at everything as this, you know, horrific thing. I mean, I I see good things happening in things that are reported as being bad. Um, Maybe that's just my outlook. Maybe that's just my faith in humanity and God's plan. Sometimes, though, it is a direct result of something that is uncategorically just a good story, such as this. George Soros, he's been a driving force behind this woke agenda, both here in America and across the globe. He's been a major force in the unrestrained Islamic migration taking place in Western European nations and, of course, here in America. Well, Uh, Recently, he just handed over the reins of his empire to his son, uh, Alex Soros, right here on the right, who's only marginally healthier looking than George Soros himself. And apparently, they're going to be closing numerous offices worldwide and uh, a representative layoff of 40% of their entire staff across the globe. Now, this may be because there just isn't the same amount of money in the woke agenda currently as there was a couple of years ago because people have woken up. People have begun to fight back. People are actively engaged in trying to take down tyrants such as him. But George is 92 years old. 
His young son, Alex, 37, uh, has vowed to broaden his father's wide-ranging woke interests, and that includes in uh, voting rights and abortion rights, also gender equality. But the Open Society Foundation is now being forced to lay off 40% of its staff. In June, they actually went through a reorganization And they were preparing at that time to begin this 40% layoff. Now, according to internal memos that were handed over to Bloomberg, the Open Society Foundation's operations will be shuttering half a dozen offices on the continent. I'm assuming that means Europe. Uh, And additionally, it was revealed that the Baltimore and Barcelona locations will be shutting down as well. So that's eight offices. Now, This is coming after Inside Philanthropy had reported that the Open Society Foundation had removed more than a dozen offices in Africa and Asia from its website. How's their shutting down quite a bit? Uh, This is particularly significant considering that Open Society's Foundation's alleged charitable activities have been used to promote far left leaning political agendas all over the world. I see this as a rejection of these far left agendas in all of these places where George Soros and his son Alex are forced to close down shop and get their people out of there. The network of foundations, which boast a massive $25 billion in assets, have been a powerhouse for years funding these evil woke causes. However, the latest internal correspondence suggests a dramatic pivot. Uh, the vice president of their foundation's uh, programs, Benefer Nauraji, stated that due to the board's decision to cut staff by more than 40%, their foundation's staffing size and footprint by necessity needs to diminish. This is great news for people who are trying to build up their communities in an organic sense and work to unravel this woke agenda that's been laid out all over the world like a freaking octopus. These are substantial cutbacks, guys, and George Soros and Alex would not have to be rolling back the tape if it wasn't for the fact that people were actually denying this agenda, telling them we do not want you operating here. This will affect critical locations such as Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, Kampala, Uganda, Cape Town, South Africa, Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of Congo, Abuja, Nigeria, and Freetown, Sierra Leone. Also, the offices in Nairobi, Kenya, Dakar, Senegal, and Johannesburg, South Africa, are going to remain open. So they still will have a presence in Africa, but Africa is a big place. So a spokesperson has declined to comment on the closings of these locations, only saying that negotiations are completed. Uh, But the charity is in operation on five continents, and uh, they are, of course, hoping to reuse that reduced presence as an opportunity. Uh, to uh, push their agenda further into the areas where they're located. But the employees that have been affected uh, are, of course, going to be out of a job, and maybe they will be willing to come out and speak about this woke agenda and help us to further push the Soros agenda into the background, into the shadows. Um, So funding for these areas is also now going to be terminated as a result. That means that Open Society Foundation programs will no longer be in act. There was a conference in Austria last month uh, where Alex Soros challenged reports that represented a scaling back of the nonprofits programs. He said, it's news to me that the OSF is leaving Europe 
And wouldn't you know it, son of a gun, here we are, and they're actually closing down. All right, so just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything over there. Oh, and and Cassass Rumble 29. It's not Cassandra. Cassass Rumble 29. Thank you very much. Mm. So this actually came out last week. But it was after I was on the air on Thursday. I just thought that it would be worthwhile mentioning. Uh, it turns out that nearly half, roughly half, uh, of the rhinos that worked to ensure Jim Jordan could not become Speaker of the House were actually connected to FTX and uh, voter mule donations. Uh, I also saw <clears throat> that there was an investigation being done by Freedom Watch, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which uh, had concluded that in the race for judge in Wisconsin, uh, I forgot her name and I can't find the article, um, but that the judge who won, the liberal Democrat judge who won, had uh, received donations exceeding the state's threshold uh, for maximum voter contributions. So individual people had been recorded donating to this judge and her campaign uh, in amounts exceeding that limit by tens of thousands of dollars. And it appeared to be the same sort of voter mule programs that were in place at Act Blue. Uh, Act Blue, of course, being the organization that uh, O'Keefe Media Group, OMG, had um, revealed shortly after Joe, or excuse me, after uh, uh, James O'Keefe had split from Project Veritas. Uh, so one of the reasons that we've spoken about on numerous occasions of why these loopholes, these problems uh, are not fixed is quite obviously because it's not just Democrats that are benefiting from it. Um, we had people in the audience who had gone out and looked at um, Win Red. Win Red appeared to be engaging in the exact same type of behavior. Uh, when people donate below, I believe, a $25 threshold, they don't have to give much information. And they can do different versions of their names. So like, you know, Zach Payne, uh, Zach P. Payne, Zachary P. Payne, you know, all of these various versions of my name I could use to go out and donate, and they probably would know it because a computer is just taking that name and recording it as a unique individual. So under each of those names, I could donate the maximum amount to a campaign. Now, I don't donate to anybody because I just can't afford to do it. And it turns out these old people who are having their names used can't donate either. It's a sophisticated donation mule operation. Now, voter mules, the same type of thing. The reason we don't have our election system fixed is because, again, Democrats are not the only ones stealing these elections with these mules and these sorts of methodologies. It's clearly also people who identify as Republicans as well. So we need to keep an eye on these people, especially people like Don Bacon from Nebraska, uh, he had a very, very concerning comment that he made recently about people who identify as part of the America First agenda. He compared us to Nazi Germany. Um, of course, this is the age-old psyop of claiming that nationalism is somehow uh, – um, equal to racism or some sort of other agenda along those lines. And I'm sorry, I don't know why I can't get the website to open up. 
There we go, Mr. Bacon. He said that we are equivalent to Nazi Germany uh, because, uh, I don't know, well, uh, he was appearing on The Lead, CNN's program, to discuss this fight for the speaker. Uh, And uh, he said in a private meeting after the vote that um, Americans who identify as America First uh, are, in fact, the same as people from Nazi Germany. Uh, and he also claimed that Jim Jordan was a loser. And he said most knew it. He knew he and his supporters broke election rules to get there in the first place. They didn't break election rules. Kevin McCarthy agreed to the vacating the chair rule so that they could hold him accountable if he didn't do what he promised to do. And he didn't do it. So now Don Bacon and his rhino equivalents have – they're the ones who have stood in way of Americans having their mandate met in Congress. Boozer20 says, just got home, only here for a minute, but I thought I would send you a bit while I was here. Well, I sincerely appreciate it. You are the first donation of the day. Thank you very much, Boozer20, for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, so the Nebraska Freedom Coalition – said, uh, here you go, DACA Don Bacon. The head of the Nebraska Democrat Party is welcoming you with open arms. Queen of the damned Calamity Jane herself thinks you'd be a better fit in their party. (laughs) And I tend to agree. Look at this. The silent majority. This weekend, Don Bacon compared us, the America First movement, his voting base to 1930s Nazi Germany. The silent majority said, nailed it, America First, period. (sighs) Says Don Bacon says right out of the 1930s didn't work out, bruh, bruh. He's a fraud. Don Bacon needs to be primaried. Is there anybody out there in Nebraska? Actually, you know what? I know people in Nebraska uh, who at the precinct level worked to take over the GOP, worked to take over the Republican Party. I'm going to be reaching out to those people because I want to know what they're planning to do about Don Bacon. We need to get rid of him. All right. So in an effort to ensure that the rhinos get their person as Speaker of the House, they're pushing for a unity pledge to be signed by all members to essentially force anyone in the House to vote for who they want. Uh, These are uh, out of the nine Republicans who have announced that they're going to be running for Speaker. This is undoubtedly going to be a contentious and long running race to get someone back in as Speaker of the House. But as we've said before, Congress is ineffectual. They don't do things that benefit the American people. So as long as they're focused on this, it demonstrates to the rest of us out here just how broken Washington, D.C. is. So uh, this is also uh, interesting because they could have put this pledge forward when Jim Jordan was running. But of course, we know they didn't want Jim Jordan to be the one to win. So we've got these nine GOPers who are seeking the speakership. The House Majority Whip, Tom Emmer, who's a Republican from Minnesota. Representative Kevin Hearn, Republican from Oklahoma. Jack Bergman from Michigan. Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Austin Scott from Georgia. Pete Sessions from Texas. Dan Muser from Pennsylvania. Gary Palmer from Alabama. And Byron Donalds from Florida. Now, if I would support anyone out of this list, 
it would be Byron Donalds. Uh, because I know people who know Byron Donalds. And Byron Donalds is a true patriot. He is America first through and through. Uh, he's definitely our guy. And if this whole operation was a ruse to get Byron Donalds to be the Speaker of the House, I could believe it. Uh, and I'll be comfortable with Jim Jordan remaining on his positions on the committees. Uh, J.D. Brem, thank you so much, dude. Uh, dropped a $100 Rumble rant. Says, great coverage. I, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, brother. Thank you very much for your, uh, your support here. And then, as always, let me give big shout-outs to my friends over at the Foxhole at Pilled.net. Porpoiseful dropped a cookie. Filter Dog One dropped a pair of shades. Also is a member of the Red Pill Army, which is the uh, monthly membership support over there at Pilled.net. You can do that, or you can do the uh, memberships over on Rumble. And then also we have Subscribestar, but fewer and fewer people are using that. Judy the Ladypug, thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog One says, I bought some C60 Evo this weekend. Thank you so much for supporting my sponsors. Hopefully you used my code to get 10% off. Uh, Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Karen Allen, 43, dropped a cookie. And then Space Coast Patriot said, can a U.S. congressman be recalled like a governor? Anyone who is in elected office can be recalled. So, yes, the process is different from state to state. Uh, I uh, I would be actually uh, very excited to help the people of Nebraska recall Don Bacon. Now, um, I don't know if he's up for re-election in 2024. So it may be an issue of just having somebody else run against him. Um But yes, anybody who's in elected office can be recalled. Now, as a result of the chaos that was taking place in the House, uh, it was announced that Republicans were canceling a major hearing all about the Biden family corruption. Um, And so I was a little disappointed by that. But it was very shortly thereafter that James Comer came out with a bombshell, and it is the subject of the thumbnail of this video. So thank you very much. If you are only just tuning in, you are at the right part of the video. Boozer20 says, you would think the leader of the free world would have someone trim the man's ear hair. He should take the hair from his ears and attach it to his head. Every time I go to the barber, I'm like... uh, I, I wish I could take the, the hair that's growing on my ears and make it grow on top of my head because uh, at a certain point, I'm not going to be able to <laughs> I'm not going to be able to keep the hair that I have. I'm going to have to start shaving it. I'm sure a lot of you get a lot of you guys out there are in the same spot. So what was so bombshell about James Comer's announcement? Well, do you remember this moment when Joe Biden was asked about the money? That he had supposedly been taking as a result of his political public corruption. The criminal actions of he and his family members using the public office that he sat in for decades to enrich himself and those family members. Take a look at this. The bribery allegation, Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's standing evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to the congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, where's the money, Joe Biden said. It's a bunch of malarkey, he said. Well, turns out it's not. And as we know, 
James Comer and his committee have been looking into the finances of Joe, Jim, Frank, Hunter, and all their grandkids and all the extended family members. And James Comer announced uh, late Friday that they had found a $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden. I've often said I highly would doubt that Joe Biden would be receiving direct payments from anybody in his family because it so clearly can be connected to financial remunerations which are given to them. And then, of course, Joe Biden offers some sort of political payback on the other side. Well, uh, I have been proven wrong and I cannot tell you how happy I am. So let's go back to 2018. At that time in 2018, Jim Biden received a $600,000 loan from AmeriCorps Health LLC. This was a failing, bankrupt rural hospital operator that Jim had been working with. Now, according to the bankruptcy documents, Jim received these loans for a very specific reason. Based upon representations he made to the healthcare system that his last name, Biden could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based upon his political connections. Now, let's boil it down to brass tacks here. The only political connection that Jim Biden ever had was his brother, Joe Biden. And in 2018, that was midway through President Trump's time in office. Joe Biden was out there busily selling his influence, probably making promises based upon the power of that name. Let me say thank you to Jim Kyle, who says, great show as always. Thank you so much, Jim. Can't tell you how much it means to me. Uh, Well, on March 1st of 2018, AmeriCorps Health LLC wired a $200,000 payment to Jim and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account, their personal checking account. And on that very same day, Jim Biden wrote a $200,000 check to the big guy, which is, of course, Joseph R. Biden Jr. Now, Jim wrote on the check to Joe Biden that this was a so-called loan repayment. The only thing is, to this point, we have not found documents which prove that at any point in the past, Joe Biden had ever lent his brother such a large sum of money. And, of course, James Comer wants to know what were the terms of that loan. You can see here on this screenshot of the check, Joseph R. Biden Jr., $200,000 written. Coincidentally, on the same day, he received a $200,000 wire from a failing healthcare system that Jim promised he could bring in money to based upon his political connections. The same political connection that he wrote that exact same amount for in this check. Jim Biden never brought in that money to AmeriCorps Health System. It's arguable that he defrauded them with false claims that he could save the company based upon the Biden name. What was the Biden brand? It was providing political leverage to companies like this or to nations all around the world. What Jim did was not different at all to what Hunter Biden was doing as he was gallivanting around the world, paying human trafficking networks the privilege of having sex with prostitutes and, of course, smoking crack cocaine with them. So Jim Comer, actually James Comer, rather, appeared on Sean Hannity on Friday night and actually spoke about the discovery of this check. 
with the details, House Oversight. Let's, and the- let's go ahead and take a listen. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. The big guy <laughs> Michelle Obama. Big Mike. It depend- yeah, you're right. It depends on which big guy you're talking about. All right. In this instance, our big guy for this story is Joe Biden. Let's go ahead and see, see James Comer. I haven't seen Hannity in ages. Committee Chair James Comer is with us. Uh, and by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm jumping ahead. Uh, you have other new evidence that we expect next week that'll show something similar. Yeah, we've uh, we found a lot of suspicious checks that uh, the brother uh, was involved in, and uh, Joe was a beneficiary of. And we're going to talk about that uh, as we move on. But what we're doing is we're tracing the money, Sean. It's not just that they got a two hundred thousand dollar payment that Joe Biden received a $200,000 payment. It's where the money came from. And the money came from Jim Biden, where he influence peddled to a company in the United States that he went and said that he could help through his brother's contacts get capital from from the Middle East. So he convinced this company to give him $600,000, and they did it in increments. The last increment was $200,000. That $200,000 then went to Jim Biden's personal account, and it was a loan, according to uh, the way Jim Biden deposited, and then he wrote on the same day a check to Joe Biden for a loan repayment. Now, they're playing the loan card a lot. Remember the $250,000 wire that we identified three weeks ago that came from China to Hunter Biden that was addressed to Joe Biden's house? The White House said that was a loan, too. And, Sean, what you're going to be hearing out of the White House over the next few weeks is loan, loan, loan. And look, even if Joe Biden did give his brother a loan, which I don't believe he did, the fact that that his brother defrauded a company that is now bankrupt and all the creditors lost all their money that they invested in this or loaned to this healthcare company, but Joe Biden got $200,000 from it before they went bankrupt, all because Jim Biden was selling the brand, was selling the Biden well, name and convinced people to. So here's the thing. Influence peddling, per se, is not illegal. Lobbying uh, on behalf of a foreign nation, you know, that is the FARA violations that Hunter Biden should have been charged with. But what is illegal is to defraud a company like this. And it's certainly unsavory when the Biden crime family has been telling America for years that they never made a dime off of these foreign business deals, only certain elements of the Biden family did, or that Joe Biden had never had any conversations with Hunter or anybody else in his family about their business dealings. If Joe Biden had given his brother a loan or he had given Hunter Biden a loan and they paid that loan back, that would be one thing. But I believe Jim Comer when he says that that never happened. And certainly there was no paperwork drawn up. It was very informal. Uh, What I'd like to know is did Joe or Jim or Hunter – well, certainly we know Hunter didn't pay his taxes. But did Jim or Joe actually claim any of this money as income? Uh, And if it was allegedly a loan, where is the money going from Joe Biden's account to Jim Biden's account? And where was the $250,000 going from Joe Biden's account to Hunter Biden's account? 
S18 says, thanks for always for the best news, Zach. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate that $10 rumble rant. Jim Kyle says, Delaware is where all corporate criminals get easy terms for taxes. Yes, it's true. Delaware has very lax laws when it comes to that. Uh, people can uh, have an office that's not really an office. It's just a P.O. box. Uh, there is a uh, very specific address where Hunter, not Hunter Biden, where Joe Biden and uh, Hillary Clinton and everybody who has uh, offices in Delaware, uh, they have it based there. Uh, I can also tell you that Wyoming is also very good. Uh, Montana is also very good. Uh, South Dakota, I believe, is also where a lot of people uh, get their cars registered and also Montana if they live in California because they don't have to be subject to emissions laws that way. Uh, looking at cars, uh, I, I've seen this uh, quite often. Also, if people want to move down to Mexico, expats, uh, they can have their cars registered up here in the United States and they don't have to have an address there. Kind of crazy. But Jim Biden is an interesting feature in the Biden crime saga because he's never had any business of his own. He's never done anything of value or substance. He has lived his entire life off the coattails of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., He has worn many hats over the years. He's been a campaign finance maven. He's owned a nightclub. Uh, He has apparently at one time in the past been a hedge fund mastermind. Uh, But I don't believe any of it. It would be so easy for Jim Biden to be running campaign finance, siphoning money off the top. A nightclub is an excellent way to launder money. Not that I've ever done it, but I just have looked into it. Uh, also, running a hedge fund. That's a great way to have money coming in, totally unregulated, unchecked, just funneling cash through there and then moving it out the door. But Jim Biden should only have ever worn one hat or truly has ever worn one hat. And that was the Biden family brand. And in this latest book about the Biden crime family, which I've actually got on order, uh, Breaking Biden, can't wait to read it. I I know a lot of it I'm going to know anyways, but uh, I'm in support of people who write books like this because I think it's so just incredibly necessary. Not everybody's going to want to watch a podcast. Not everybody's going to want to listen to a podcast. There's going to be certain people out there who want to read books. And because of the physical nature of books, I, I find it just to be invaluable because that's just like a record for the future. That will be there. Someday, somebody down the line is going to find a copy of Breaking Biden or a copy of any of the books by Peter Schweitzer, and uh, and, and they're going to have an opportunity to be educated, uh, perhaps where they had no idea uh, at any time in the past of what was really going on. Now, it was actually during the Obama administration that Biden, James Biden, had begun working for AmeriCorps, uh, and uh, they were not successful. Uh, he had no experience in the healthcare field, much in the same way that Hunter Biden had no experience in energy. Uh, but he knew that this was a business he could siphon money out of. And of course, because he was Joe Biden's chief fundraiser, it allowed him to open the doors for a lot of money from the healthcare sector, from companies all over the world. That included foreign companies, uh, companies like uh, businesses in Turkey. And then, of course, we know Hunter was in Kazakhstan and uh, Mexico and, of course, also in Russia. But 
the investments he promised to bring into AmeriCorps never arrived, never, ever materialized. And it was in December of 2019 that they were forced to declare bankruptcy. The FBI actually raided the AmeriCorps offices in Pennsylvania as part of an investigation into white-collar crimes. Do you think anything was ever followed up with uh, in terms of Jim Biden or Joe Biden? You know the answer to that. The answer is no. Uh, It was reported back in 2020 that AmeriCorps had been plagued with legal troubles due to mismanagement, perhaps Decisions like giving Jim Biden $600,000 in loans when they were struggling financially. Uh, But uh, the transferring of those funds out of AmeriCorps and into Jim Biden's personal bank accounts, taking over half a million dollars, uh, may or may not have ever been repaid. As far as I know, they haven't. But this $200,000 check that was just discovered really puts a different spin on the saga of the Biden crime family It's impossible to look at the $200,000 coming into Jim Biden's account and then $200,000 going out from the same account to Joe Biden and not believe that they are somehow related. I'll be anxious to see if the Bidens are able to pull up any kind of records to suggest that Joe had ever paid out $200,000 to Jim. I don't believe that they ever did. They won't be able to. And then they're going to have to ask the question about Jim and Joe Biden's scheme to allegedly build homes in Iraq. I don't think a single house was ever built. Uh, we have a situation on November 4th of 2010 where a longtime Biden family friend from Delaware, Kevin Justice, met in Washington, D.C. at the office of the vice president, who, of course, was Joe Biden at that time. Now, when they met, Justice was the president of this construction company, Hillstone. International. It was a couple of weeks after that meeting that Hillstone hired James Biden as an executive vice president, uh, despite the fact that Jim also had no experience in the housing or construction industry then as well. This is the exact same setup. Anytime the Bidens want to get involved in a business, they're doing it not because they are good at what they do or they have any experience in that industry. It's simply so that they can siphon money off and make the promise of political or financial connections because, of course, they are the Bidens. Well, James' company profile at the time touted his only experience that really mattered. James Biden was the finance chairman of his brother's bid for U.S. Senate in Delaware, and he successfully enlisted the support of the national unions, political leaders, and financiers across the country. Uh, When he joined Hillstone, the firm was negotiating this massive contract in war-torn Iraq to build 100,000 homes. This was part of a $35 billion, 500,000-unit project. Hillstone also got a $22 million dollar construction contract from the U.S. State Department. Uh, the founder of this company, David Richter, told investors at a private meeting that it really helps to have the brother of the vice president as a partner. Now, for the years that Jim Biden was working at Hillstone, the firm accumulated contracts from the federal government for dozens of properties, including projects in the United States, Puerto Rico, Mozambique, and 
Elsewhere. Where is Elsewhere? Well, in February of 2023, it was reported by the Daily Mail that James Biden admitted in legal filings that he was hired by Hillstone International, the parent company of Hillstone, to negotiate with Saudis over a secret $140 million deal. Why secret? Well, because of his relationship to then Vice President Joe Biden, who at the time was leading delegations to Saudi Arabia. Now, the case documents also reveal that on at least two occasions, Jim told a former U.S. Treasury official who was working as a private investigator that he was often sent to meetings to represent Hill, the company that was building these houses, because the name Biden didn't hurt. That was the only reason he was ever there. Same reason Hunter Biden was hired by Burisma, his last name. Now, the CEO of Hill, Irvin Richter, or must be related to the other guy, uh, also confided that he selected Biden because the kingdom of Saudi Arabia would not dare stiff the brother of the vice president would the deal go south. Now, Jim's wife, Sarah, also claimed in official affidavits in this case that Joe and his brother told each other everything, which is a direct contrast to Joe Biden's constant assertions that he never had any conversations with his brother or his son about their overseas business dealings. So obviously, they were peddling influence. They were selling the Biden name, and the connections go on from there. Of course, we know about Hunter and his dealings in Ukraine, but uh, it looks like James also had some dealings in Ukraine. Uh, he was deeply in debt to the IRS back in 2015, but he conveniently received a half-million-dollar loan in 2015 from a Biden donor. This was a Ukrainian-American car dealer by the name of John Hyansky. Now, three years earlier, Hyansky's company had received a $20 million federal loan to build a new car dealership in Kiev, Ukraine. Why in the hell is the federal government of the United States of America doling out multi-million-dollar loans to build car dealerships? dealerships in Kiev. Well, for all of these deals that Joe and Jim put together, Joe was involved in all of it. He was literally in the room at the time. None of them would have happened if it wasn't for Joe Biden being the brother of Jim Biden and then working together to fleece the American taxpayer. And it goes on and on and on. Let me say thank you to Nurse Penny, Penny Whitbrot says, yes, Zach, we are building a truth library for the grandkids. We have many books, including the Federalist Papers. That's a good one. The Real Anthony Fauci, also very good. Several of Dan Bongino's books and whistleblower books so far. Good for you. I'm glad to hear that. That is incredible. Good stuff. All right, you guys. So uh, Joe Biden and Jim Biden clearly were involved in everything, but that one really gets my goat. I don't know that this man ever paid back these loans. $20 million federal loan. wonder what the terms of that loan is. wonder what kind of an interest rate he got to build that dealership in Ukraine. And I wonder if it was blown up as a result of their efforts in Ukraine to get us into World War III. All right, you guys, there is so much more that I wanted to talk about, but we're at the end. Let me just play you this video that I thought was very telling of – shoot, hold on. Let me make sure. Okay, so this is a woman in Israel who had been at home with her children at the time of the invasion by Hamas, 
And she's got a very different story from what the mainstream media and everybody else is saying happened. I'm not saying that this represents the totality of what happened in Israel, but Israel, the 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 IDF and, and the Mossad and the Israeli government, they just put out a video, I guess a 43-minute video showing atrocities being committed by uh, Hamas fighters. I guess they were all wearing GoPros or something. I don't know. But this woman has a very different, different story to tell. And I'm actually going to read the subtitles to you because I know it's difficult often. But she says they come in and I tell them, I have two children here. And first thing I tell them, in, in, in Hebrew, no, she tells them in English. And so then they look around and one of them says to me, also in English, don't worry, I'm a Muslim. We will not hurt you. So she says, well, okay, that's unexpected. It caught me on one side by surprise. And on the other hand, it took a lot of the pressure off of me. Well, I mean, as it would, I sat down with my kids. And the fighters, they brought a chair from the dining room. There was an armed fighter. He was with us all the time in that room. And then the rest of them were walking around the house. Well, one of them sees bananas on the counter and he asks, may I eat one? And I say, yes, you can. And the interviewer asks, what do the children say? She responds, well, the older was more stressed. The youngest didn't really care. She was busy with her tablet. Uh, What did scare them a little was the guns. They consulted each other room by room at the beginning. They spoke in Arabic, and my son asks me, are they thinking about a way to apologize? She laughs. I told him, probably not. They stayed at my place for about two hours. And at the end of those two hours, one of them closes the door and they leave. And that's it. That's it. And that's it. Now, of course, this story that this uh, Israeli woman is telling flies in the face of the narrative that we're getting from the Western nations who would like us to go to World War III with Hamas and everybody who's supporting the Palestinians to enter into World War III as well. But I think it was important to show because it uh, demonstrates to me that We are not dealing with a monolithic set of beliefs or behaviors on either side. Are you going to have evil Hamas fighters who uh, revel in the murder of innocents and children? Absolutely. Are you going to find the same thing uh, in uh, in the Israeli soldiers, in the IDF, people who just want to murder and so that's why they're there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you going to find people on both sides who hate the other side so much because of atrocities that have been done by their ancestors? 100%. But you're also going to find people among them who are just looking to keep their families safe, who are looking to perhaps make a better world for their people and for others. And I think that it goes to show that if we are ever going to stop the killing, if we're ever going to stop the wars, then we have to come together and we have to find those things between us that we agree on and that bring us in common with each other. You know, I mean, it's like the people on the left, like I I am not the enemy of Democrats. I'm not the enemy 
of uh, leftists. I, I might be an enemy to communism, certainly an enemy to uh, to Marxists. But just for the average everyday person who has been caught up in the woke agenda or the politics of the last, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, those people there is hope for. Uh, they may and probably will wake up at some point. And I would rather give them the opportunity to wake up than just go to war with American citizens. And I don't want to go to war with anybody else. Uh, it is not in my benefit. I would, you might survive for a period of time, but I just know that war is hell and being forced to kill people uh, with really no payoff is uh, is not something that's good for my psyche or my health and it's not good for future generations. We got to come together because our enemy is the new world order that is running Israel, that is running the United States, that is running these NATO nations. That's the enemy. The enemy of the people. The people of each of our nations should band together. And we should recognize that national sovereignty, that nationalism within our nations is good because it strengthens our country. It strengthens our government so that we can be a better global citizen. MC Sarjo 8 is now a monthly supporter. Thank you so much, MC Sarge. I really appreciate it. Captain Brad Fry, he knows war is a failure. ZBM says, Zach, I have a friend in Israel and she's not overly concerned about what's going on in Gaza. I'm not sure it's as bad as they're making it out to be. Uh, there's a viewer of the program. I'm not going to name her, but she lives in Israel. And when all of this popped off, uh, I messaged her and I said, hey, I just I want to know that you're OK. You know, is this happening near you? She's not far from the Gaza Strip. Uh, but she said that, you know, she hasn't seen anything like this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I tend to believe that what we're looking at most often, anytime you've got official messaging coming from the powers that be, they're going to take the worst of the worst and they're going to uh, amplify that. They're going to broadcast it and they're going to use it to try to turn your emotions against you, to turn your beliefs against you, to pit us against them. They want the people killing each other because if you're focused on your neighbor, you're not focused on those people who are attempting to lead you off the cliff. All right, you guys, um, let me go ahead and uh, make sure I've got all of the thank yous. Uh, okay, so I do have a couple of thank yous over here uh, at Pilled. Uh, Space Coast Patriot says Byron is the best to get the spending under control. Absolutely, because he's a financial guy. He knows what's up. All right. Uh, Space Coast Patriot. Thank you. Um, Tamar Growl. Good to see you, Tamar. She says believe in miracles. Ohio Kimmy. Thank you for the cookie. Nakaz 808. What's up? Aloha. Ginger 45. Thank you for the cookie and another cookie and another cookie. Space Coast Patriot says uh, sounds like Clinton homes built in Haiti. Yeah, that is a familiar refrain, isn't it? Destroy some part of the world and then set up a grift to siphon billions of dollars off and then never do anything with it at all. They couldn't even build a shanty town in Haiti. Uh, Space Coast Patriot also says we are moving back to the Florida panhandle country. We'll be homeschooling my grandbabies. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Glad you're going to be coming back. Uh, one, two, three, SKG uh, dropped a can. So thank you very much. 
All right, you guys. Uh, <laughs> Brad says another great shirt, Zach. Thank you very much. This is one of my favorites. All right, uh, that's all um, tonight at ten thirty on uh, baseless conspiracies on Badlands Media. John and I will be continuing our discussion about Antarctica and conspiracy surrounding that tonight. We're talking about a whole bunch of first-hand witness whistleblower accounts. So this is where it's going to get wild. So tune in tonight if you're into that stuff. And otherwise, I hope to see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. right here on another episode of Red Pill News Live. Until that time, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tonight. And I will be continuing...
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.